Well, hey there, China Grove First Baptist Church. Pastor Trent here again for Wednesdays in the Word. Over the last two weeks, we've been looking at the immutable characteristics of God, those characteristics that do not change. Uh, the first week, we looked at how God is an unchanging God. In a world where things do change, circumstances change, relationships change, uh, careers change, health changes, uh, our God is an unchanging God, and that gives us great hope and encouragement. Last week, we looked at God's unchanging knowledge, and we stressed that God was an omniscient God, that he was fully aware of the past, present, and future, that his knowledge is perfect, he is all-knowing, and his knowledge is unchanging. Today, we're going to look at another characteristic of God's that does not change, and we'll be in 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 10. 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 10. The apostle John, the disciple John, writes these words, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only Son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Many, many years ago in the 1980s, there was a song by Tina Turner called What's Love Got to Do With It? The song stressed the frustrations uh, and sometimes uselessness of love when it comes to relationships. Turner goes on to describe love as simply an emotion that leaves one with a broken heart. And who has not experienced a broken heart in life? Uh, we have ups, we have downs, our hearts breaking is something that is, is common for many, many people. I remember having my heart broken as a teenager when the girl that I had wanted to go out with for many, many uh, months and finally got to and then she broke up with me breaking my heart and I thought I was in love but it was just puppy love and, and sometimes we do get caught up in the emotion of love and while relationships can be frustrating at times love is still very important for the God of the Bible love is has everything to do with who he is and how he operates and as we think about love, we need to think of it not just as an emotion and not just as an action, but as a being. 1 John 4, 8 declares that God himself is love. The Apostle John is describing the need for believers to show love to one another and how true that is. We need to love each other with an unconditional love, a sacrificial love. And the Apostle John describing the need for believers to show love to one another because that love shows that we know God in verse 7. John says that anyone who does not love others doesn't know God because God is the essence and the embodiment of love at the end of verse 8. 
You see, God's love came first through the atoning sacrifice of Jesus. God did not have to send His Son to die for us. He could have wiped us out because of our sin and because of our rebellion. But yet God is faithful and God is loving. And because God so loved the world, He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. And that is an unchanging love. The statement, God is love, means that God doesn't just show love. He doesn't just feel love or do loving actions. Well, He does do all those things, but not just those things. But at the center of who God is, He is love. If He creates, He creates in love. If He rules the world, He rules it with love. If He judges, He judges in love. When you think of the law of Moses, don't think of it, don't think of it as something to restrict you or to limit you. Think of it as God's loving guidance for your life because God created us. God breathed into us the breath of life. God knows what is best for us. And so he gave us the law to guide us, but also to reveal to us how broken we really are. And when we realize that, we come to an even better understanding of God's love for us because there's nothing we can do to keep those commandments. It is through faith alone and Christ alone, by God's grace alone, that we are saved, all because God loved us. When you think of God's judgment or the consequences of sin, do not think of it as a vengeful God, but think of it as a loving God who's trying to correct you or trying to discipline you. We've been looking at Nehemiah on Sunday mornings, and we're coming close to the end of that book. But what we see in Nehemiah is a God restoring his people because he loved them. They rebelled. They sinned against God, and there were consequences for that sin. They were exiled. They were conquered. Sin has consequences. But those consequences are allowed by God as a way to show us that we need Him, that we need to repent, that we need to cry out, God, save us and restore us. And God does because He is faithful and He is loving and His love for us never changes. We'll talk about this on Sunday morning as we examine the history of Israel, but we see over and over again, they rebel, they suffer the consequences, yet a loving God restores them when they cry out to Him. I do not like disciplining my children. It can bring heartache to me and to them, but I do so out of love because I love them. And I try to explain to them, as like, look, you have to be punished because I love you enough to teach you right from wrong. So when we think of God's judgment or the consequences of sin, do not think of it coming from a vengeful God, but from a loving God. Because God's love is unchanging. All that he does is the expression of his nature, and that nature is to love. The Greek word that is used to describe love in the Bible in the New Testament is agape. And it refers to a deeper love, an unconditional love, a self-sacrificing love that does not depend on being reciprocated. Meaning that God loves us and we don't have to return that love to him, although we should. 
And God's love does not change. And that is why the Apostle Paul stresses that absolutely nothing and nobody can separate us from the love of God in Romans 8, 38 to 39. It's a beautiful passage. I would encourage you to read it. Romans 8, 38 to 39. And if we think that God can't love us, or if we think that we are unlovable, we are greatly mistaken about the everlasting, forever loving God. Listen, I've talked to people and I meet people who say, I'm unlovable. God can't love me. Maybe they've experienced things in this life where people have said, you're not good enough for me. I can't love you. Maybe parents have disappointed children. Maybe children have disappointed parents. And and there's a lot of different things and a lot of different experiences we have in this world where we become to believe that we're just unlovable. We believe that our mistakes are too big, that our sin is too great, that God can't possibly love me, but he can and he does and he desires to have a relationship with you. If you'll just believe in Jesus, turn from this world and follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And this should give us hope and it should give us comfort knowing that God's love will not change. People's love for us may change, but God's love never does. It is unconditional. It is unending. There's nothing we can do to outrun the love of God. We should let our love, and and because of that, we should let our love flow to other people. In a world full of hate, division, we need love. There's a song that says, what the world needs now is love, sweet love, and it's so true. But it's not just any kind of love. It is the love of God that the world needs. And for Christians, we have that love inside of us and it should overflow into all of our relationships where we behave differently, we love differently, we treat others differently with a self-sacrificing, unconditional love because God first loved us unconditionally. If we are to be the hands and feet of Jesus, we need to love like Jesus. If we are to be disciples who are making disciples, we need to love like Jesus. John also writes that they will know us by our love. The world will know us by how we love one another. I hope that you have a blessed week. I hope that you can hold on to the promises and the truth that God's love for you is an unchanging love. God bless. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this time in your word. We thank you for inspiring the disciple John to write these words down. Father, may it edify us. May we understand it. May we desire to read more of your word. And may we understand and take comfort and courage and hope in knowing that your love for us does not change that you desire to have a relationship with us because you love us so much, so much so that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross so that if we would confess our sins and turn from this world, we would be saved. Father, I pray that you would continue to help us to be disciples who make disciples, being the hands and feet of Jesus, loving as Jesus first loved us. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen and amen.